Welcome to the Humans Inside the Pods with Morgan O'Learon, a podcast exploring the power of community, one conversation at a time. Hi, Axel. Hi, Morgan. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. And you? I'm really good. I'm really, really happy to have you uh, on the podcast today. I've been uh, hoping to get someone living in France for a long time now. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me on your channel, on our postcat channel. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just going to start like always. So I'm just going to ask you to introduce yourself the way you want to, and then we can just dive in. Okay. So my name is Axel Setin. I'm from Montpellier. I'm French, and um, I'm a digital magazine editor. And before I was a French and Chinese teacher, I, I was teaching in Asia, in Korea, Malaysia, and China. And then I came back to France a few years ago to teach Chinese at university. And then now, uh, for a few months, since a few months ago, I begin to, I changed my job and uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, writing digital magazine for entrepreneurs. Wow. What a, I was, yeah, fascinating stuff. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just like fascinated by the idea that you speak Chinese. I definitely want to ask you about that. But maybe first, uh, let's talk about what brings us here together. And so, the, the connection is my sister, actually, because she lives in a, in a co-living in the south of France, uh, in Montpellier. And that's how uh, we got to talk, because you're also living in a co-living. Absolutely. Uh, so I would love to hear about how you got to live where you are now and how long you've been there. Yes. Yeah, so as I told you already, I lived in, in Asia before. And uh, the last country I was living in was China. So when I was back in France, in Montpellier, my, the city where I was born, I felt like a stranger, like a foreigner, I mean. And um, when I discovered that uh, the Babel community opened in uh, Montpellier, I was so interested in trying this experience of co-living. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it was one year ago already. So I gave them a call and they told me, yeah, you can come and visit. And uh, at that time, only less than five people, five co-livers were living in the whole building. So I arrived at the very beginning of this uh, adventure. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So you were like a pioneer. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> So you've seen you've seen the, the the I guess the community grow and change over a year. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea. I mean, I love the idea. It's very interesting the idea of moving back and feeling like you're a stranger in your own uh, home, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you how did you end up going to China in the first place? Um, because uh, first at university I studied Chinese language, and uh, the fourth year there was an exchange with the Shanghai University. So I went there for one year and uh, that's how the story begins. And as I enjoyed my journey there, I wanted to be back in Asia. So I go back to university in France and study French as a foreign language to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. 
that's how I could go back to Asia and teach French there. Amazing. And I'm wondering, did you did you hear about co-living before? Like, how was it in Asia? Did you live by yourself? Did you live surrounded with other people? So that's an interesting question because um, as a student, it's funny, I lived like a, an adult, like I, I had my own place. And was, I was uh, 23 years old and I was living like uh, an adult, really like uh, I had, I was living alone there and um, then that's all. And then uh, when I came back to, to Malaysia, I was living in a kind of uh, co-living, like uh, it was a colo colocation, mm -hmm. but um, I had also my own bathroom, my own room, and we had, we shared the kitchen and the living room together so it looks like the place i'm living now actually mm -hmm. except okay. that uh, over there we had a, a swimming pool <laughs> that we have not here but uh, <laughs> later they will think about uh, if they think about it it would be a very good idea i think yeah for sure <laughs> oh yeah i mean i mean of course you're in the south so the weather allows this type of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and also uh when i was uh, later when i was back in china i, I was in uh, working in university and uh, i was uh, living in the dormitory for the foreign students so I, actually i lived in the place where students foreign students lived and okay. uh, it was also a, a sharing space uh, <gasps> Also, I had my own place to my own place for the kitchen, the room, the bathroom, and then we shared also uh, some public spaces in the yeah. building. All right. So yeah, so you were familiar with the concept, and then moving back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something that you looked for. That's cool. And so <clears throat> you've been in uh, Babel now for like a year. You were saying. Yes. Uh, ha. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience there, like moving, like the onboarding and I mean, you're still there. So I assume that you're having a good time. So yes. like maybe the, yeah, the, the pros and cons of living there. Um, so my, my objective was to share um, my life with other people and uh, I didn't want it to live alone by my own. So I was really looking for people to live with. And um, that's really the reason why I wanted to come here. It was not by chance, you know, I really, it was really my choice to, to live here. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then uh, the, the funny part is that when I arrived there, uh, I was alone actually in my co-living space. Uh, I was the first one <laughs> on my floor, on the third floor. So I had to, to wait people to come. So I, I've been waiting for one month actually. So for oh. one month, I was living alone there. <laughs> and um, it was a bit strange because I was I wanted to live with people and then I discovered living there alone. So I was so happy when I saw people beginning to come. Mm. It was great. So that's uh, the adventure could begin. Yes. <laughs> and um, for me, the the good part of that is that you can share your your daily life with um, your co-livers. Yeah. When you when you meet for the first time your co-livers, you don't know each other. So you of course there is some distance. It's normal. But then the the moment the I mean the days passing by mm. and you begin to have. Uh, uh, feelings with your co-livers you begin to have experiences you begin to have fun to share meals share parties etc so for me that's what I like the most is that the sharing of uh, my life with them yeah 
Oh, and then uh, the hardest part for me is, I would say, about the communication. Mm. Um, for me, it's the, the hardest point where we all make efforts about that. And that's great because I find we learn a lot when we have some kind of little conflicts. Then we, we try our best to use a better communication. Yeah. And so I found from uh, wrongs, from a negative thing, it ends by a positive thing. That's yeah. what I appreciate from that. Yeah, we that's a really like, good point. It's great. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not easy, right? It's uh, it's yeah. a real challenge uh, for yourself as well to realize that people are different and that you need to really express yourself in the right way. Otherwise, people are going to be upset, and uh, you get to know yourself more in a way. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. 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 And it's normal because we are human beings. We are from different nationalities, from different uh, parts of France. We have our own habits. So it's completely normal that sometimes there are some hurting parts, but mm. then we just need to, to find a way how to communicate about that. And then you, the other day, all is forgotten and it's a new day and uh, you continue uh, the life. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I think as long as there is respect of each other, Yes, you can yeah, 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 yeah. should be able to go through everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. happily there is respect here. Yeah. So that's good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how it works? Like, tell us about Babel and what it means to to be a member there. We are a part is entrepreneurs and the other part is uh, salaries. So some people stay at home to work, and other go outside to work. So usually we all meet at evening dinner. Yeah. So we share um, almost every evening, we share a moment together, cooking, eating almost yeah. at the same time. How many are you in the, in the flat, for example? Like how many uh, people are actually we were, sharing? We were eight okay. a few weeks ago, and now we are uh, six. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and is there many flats in the building? Uh, how, how many are you in total? Do you have an idea, maybe? Um, when I arrived, there were only four flats. Mm. And uh, as more and more people arrived, they created more flats okay. in the building. So mm. I'm not sure about the right number, but mm. more than four for sure. Okay, cool. And you were mentioning earlier that it would be nice to have a pool. Is there any, um, any facilities that you have access on top of your flat yes we have a sport room mm -hmm. yeah, nice. yeah and uh we have a we we have a restaurant unfortunately as you know with the covid uh, time we cannot access anymore to the restaurant now yeah. but um the restaurant is really the a great place because you can um pass by there and then you can meet your own colivers but also the other colivers from the building and also other people or the friends of your colivers we have a, a terrace so it's um it's a great place to have a drink have a meal and talk yeah. meeting all new people or meeting who you want it's really a lovely a nice yeah. place that's good i mean anything that uh, bring people together around food i think mm -hmm. is uh, is a wonderful experience yeah, for sure. Here we yeah. celebrate uh, around the food, the parties. Mm. We have lucky because as we do not live alone, we can share um, 
the night, you know, we can meet together, eat mm. together, put some music, and uh, by the, that way, we don't feel lonely at all. Yeah. Yeah, because with COVID now, it's uh, really something that people are struggling with. And Absolutely. in a way, you're, you don't have to suffer from uh, yeah. isolation, at least, yeah. But I assume that you're saying now you're six and you used to be eight. Is it because of the COVID or is it just that it happened? That people... oh, no, it's because of the people are working and mm -hmm. they, so they leave for, the, for working um, in other places. Mm -hmm. And also as we have foreign people, they come back to their countries and right. et cetera. Yeah. So it's, uh... yeah, actually, I was wondering because you say you've been there for a year now. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like people tend to stay like, like you a year or shorter like do you see a lot of kind of turnover in the people uh yes there's a a turnover yes mm. otherwise people stay uh, more than six months also nice okay. so the, we have both actually yeah. mm. because i i mean my experience is that if people stay a short time even though they're great people it's harder to create a relationship and a real feeling of community Yes. So it's always nice if people are able to stay longer. Yes. Uh, yes. Also because emotionally it's really hard. It's like you make connections yeah. and friendships and then people leave and then you have to make new friends and it's, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> But then uh, you, we, we keep contact uh, and uh, may, sometimes they go, they stay in the city so we, right. can, we can continue to meet uh, in the city. Otherwise we keep contact on WeChat and... Um, mm. And that's, that's nice. good because we, we make new connections. That's so true. maybe who knows later we will meet again somewhere else or who knows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What, what do you think? Uh, how long do you think you're going to stay? Um, I have no idea. Uh, still a few months. And yeah. then I, I will see. Because my plan was to go to Korea, actually, uh, when the, the COVID uh, appeared. Mm -hmm. Mm. Period. so i'm wondering you know for now the borders are closed so yeah. i will see i okay. don't have a vision uh, for the for later it's yeah quite... no one has a vision for the future yeah. <laughs> it's like the future is tomorrow <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> is there a lot of uh co-living uh in the in the area or Did you choose Babel for a particular reason or was it kind of like the one place that was doing co-living and then you yeah. just jumped in? So I know there is another one co-living in the city, maybe others, I have no idea. Um, actually, I saw a, a documentary on the television of Babel in Marseille, you know, All right. in mm -hmm. France. Um, and uh, so I, I saw this documentary and I saw these people sharing their the same living room and the, the kitchen and the, they were talking, eating. And I saw, oh, la, la. Um, I realized I, I wanted so much to leave the experience. But at that time, I thought I could never leave this experience. And then uh, one year later, they opened a building in Montpellier, right. city I mean, and uh, When I discovered that on Google, you know, I, I was searching a flat collocation and I found the Babel advertising and um, I knew, okay, I want to go there. I want to, to leave this experience because for me, I'm, I'm not paying for a flat. I'm paying an experience, experience of people, actually. It's, um, mm -mm. it's all about people, the, the co-living. And um, that's and very I'm, true. 
I'm, I'm feeling lucky to to live this experience because it makes me feel young again. <laughs> like um, when I was a student in Shanghai, it was like Erasmus time, you know, for me. And uh, sometimes I feel like I'm living again this Erasmus time and I'm feeling so, so lucky about that. Oh, I so agree with that. I don't remember with who I was talking about this. Maybe it was last episode, but uh, that feeling of experiencing the study abroad, even though you're in your country, mm -hmm. uh, it's very, very true. Even though, I mean, you cannot be that old, right? <laughs> you're feeling young again, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, feel, I feel the same. I, uh, when I was living in my shared house, mm -hmm. I felt like, I was 20 again, even though I was 30. Uh, I, I really had the, the familiar feeling of being able to, I mean, I don't know, I had never had such a high social life. You know, I felt like very, almost like a very popular girl in high school, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having so many friends and doing so many things. And uh, because otherwise now I'm living just with my partner and mm -hmm. obviously there's COVID, but my social life is quite like maybe I meet one person on the weekend maybe I'm having a coffee but yeah completely different from like sharing your breakfast in the morning yeah. or coming home from work and having like three four people to talk about what happened during the day is completely different experience yeah where, where have you experienced the co-living Morgan sorry where where have where? you experienced the co-living which country uh in Sweden in Stockholm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was living there for a long time, for about eleven years. I mean, not in the co-living, but in Sweden <laughs> for about eleven years. And uh, I I had a breakup, and I didn't know where to go, and so I ended up uh, finding a co-living place. Didn't know what it was, uh, <laughs> and uh, I loved it. I stayed three years, and I absolutely fell in love with the concept and um, the personal growth that comes from it, and the 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 lifestyle of just instead of like gathering things and getting a bigger flat and getting all I what I want is to gather friendships and getting I don't mind having a smaller bedroom as long as I have a bigger living room for friends kind of and I love the luxury of opening my door and mm -hmm. having my friends there right yes. <laughs> because I'm very lazy I'm <laughs> super lazy <laughs> It's so true, yeah. <laughs> so even if my friends live like two streets away, now mm. it's snowing, for example, <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that luxury of proximity. I think it's, uh, it's really important. Now I'm just kind of like wondering about like onboarding or like recruitment. Do you feel like it's important to to have a say in this as someone who's lived in the flat already or how does it work at Babel do they just say oh a new person's moving in or are you able to maybe meet that person before what's the yeah so sometimes we see people visiting the the space but they are so shy you know they don't dare uh, talking to us or asking us some questions or, or open the fridge you know or open the furniture to see how it looks like or asking questions like uh, how we i don't know you know and uh, so i try to sometimes to to talk with them and say hello uh, 
Uh, I'm leaving here and uh, you can feel free to ask me any question, but they are so shy and they don't dare and they, okay, thank you, goodbye. And then <laughs> continue to visit uh, the other places with a, mm. a, a member of Babel. Otherwise we receive a, an email um, one day before or more mm -hmm. and uh, who says that somebody will come tomorrow and this we, we have the name and the phone number feel free to contact him or her mm -hmm. and uh, please uh, welcome him or her in a good way and um, mm -hmm. and that's how it begins otherwise um, sometimes they they ask also the people where do you which co-living do you prefer in the building because they are younger co-livers and they are older also right. so in, we we found out that our co-living was the the oldest one and uh, also a clean one uh, <laughs> and uh, and a calm quiet also one the quietest one so some people when they arrive here they say i want quiet uh, co-living so mm -hmm. Some most of the time they come here, they come to us. Otherwise, if they are younger and they want to party uh, very often, they they will choose another co-living on another floor. Yeah, but I think that's really important. I was talking with, to someone on another episode who was saying that I thought it was very well said. He said that it's not so much about having similar, uh, what did he say, similar hobbies. Or mm -hmm. passions but it's more about having similar lifestyles right and yes. that's it's so true because sometimes we think oh you i don't know he plays tennis you play tennis you can be friends but like mm -hmm. no <laughs> i mean not necessarily <laughs> but or you can live together but not necessarily because that doesn't mean that you're both like uh, organized or clean or messy or so it's way more important to to be able to gather people who are different but at least value the same things when it comes to day-to-day -day living. Otherwise, yeah. it can get really complicated. Absolutely. You're right. You understand the concept very well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to live it and experience it every day to kind of realize what really is important. <laughs> what would you say, now that you've experienced it for... I mean, you've lived with people, not just in France, but abroad. Mm. What would you say for you is the one two or three things the most important when when it comes to living with others uh, i take my example i was uh, quite shy before when i was younger and uh, living with other people helped me to be more open then be more open-minded of course and uh, be more sociable uh, talkative um, so it really helped me becoming better about my personality Mm. And uh, for me, um, you know, maybe sometimes on the moment, there are some moments that are, are not easy. Yeah. You rather prefer to be alone or to have your own space. But at the end of the day or at the end of this experience, you realize how much you learned about that. Yeah. And for me, it's priceless. Mm. So that's what I noticed the most about that. It's how it changed me in a better version of me. I love that. Yeah. I feel like we have the same experience. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm the same. I mean, there are moments that are difficult. There are moments when you're like in your room and you're like, what am I doing here? Right? Like, why, why are these people doing this to me? But like you say, at the end of the day, you, you're experiencing so much. It's all, I, I feel like it's almost like um, having a 
accelerated human experience. They're like experiencing so much more in a shorter amount of time than you would if you were living by yourself. Yeah, that is priceless. It's a human experience before. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, okay, like we said that we cannot plan the future right now, but do you feel like maybe it's something you'd like to keep experiencing in your life? Or do you feel like it's more a transition or a period when we are, I don't know how old you are, but like in those <laughs> age and that later on, it would be better to just live on your own? Um, I, I can't imagine now that uh, I want to live on my own. I know I will be unhappy most of the time. So I don't think it will be a good thing for me. So I will need to find a, a solution, another mm. solution. But for sure, I'm, I'm not imagining me living alone in a space. Uh, no, mm. it would be bad for my mood and my, the development of my personal, my personal development would be not yeah. good. <laughs> I agree. I can see I'm not, I'm not the best version of myself right now because I don't live with other people. <laughs> Do, do you feel that it has uh, helped you or not? I don't know. Has it impacted your professional life as well? Because you said you've changed uh, career a little bit. I mean, quite a lot, actually. Uh, does, does that have anything to do with your lifestyle or no? Maybe. Actually, um, I don't know what happened one year ago, you know, with the... It was the Chinese New Year. And uh, the COVID had already happened in China, but then in Europe, it was uh, not really there already, mm. but it came in March, uh, February, March in, in France. Yeah. And um, I don't know, suddenly a lot of things have changed, but it was uh, unseen. And uh, like um, at my work, I was planning to stay, actually. My, I was planning to continue to be a teacher. Mm. And suddenly, you're right. I think that uh, it's um, it's possible that the fact that I was living with some people, they changed my mind on the, the way I was living on my work. And mm. they, they saw things I didn't see. Like, Axel, are you sure you are really happy at your work? And I was uh, trying to believe, to make me believe I was it was uh, great and I was happy like that. But mm. at the end, it was true that um, there are some things I was not uh, happy with. And um, uh, I was living with a business coach uh, one year ago, and uh, she, Charlotte, and she, thanks to her, she opened uh, me on the new, on the new ways. And uh, I think that she, she helped me to make, uh, to make the decision to, mm. to leave my job and to be a, an entrepreneur and develop my own business yeah she, she told me you you can uh, you can choose your life you <laughs> and uh, i was happy being a teacher in my former life <laughs> mm. and let's see now if i can success succeed in being an entrepreneur i will be so happy then maybe i will not succeed i will be i will come back being a teacher it will be fine mm -hmm. also but just leaving this experience of uh, okay i try i stop maybe i will come back who knows but yeah I try. I don't know for how long, for one, two years, let's see. And let's try just. And maybe it's the concept of co-living that helped me go to take this uh, road. Mm. 
for sure. I would live alone. I would not have made this choice. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's uh, almost like uh, unconscious. We don't realize. And only when we reflect afterwards, we're like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. It was that person. And, and I think you're right. It's if we live alone, we, okay, I say we, I generalize, but I think a lot of people are like that, is that we tend to, we are in our own little world. And so we, we get feedback from maybe parents and friends and family. But when you live with people from different paths of life, different culture, you get such different feedbacks, right? And, and it's, it's, first of all, it's a challenge to learn how to receive feedback mm -hmm. and give feedback in a nice way. But once you've learned that it's opening up so many doors that you hadn't even considered i mean for me it was like that definitely so it's very interesting to hear that it was also that for you did you change uh, your your job also like i changed you? everything <laughs> <laughs> uh yes i definitely i changed my job yeah i um i've always wanted to write ever since i was a kid mm -hmm. uh but um it was never something that I understood could be a job. I mean, I knew, of course, that some people were writers, but uh, it was never offered to me as a possibility. You know, when you're in school in France, it's kind of like, okay, are you good at math? Are you good at writing? And Or economics or whatever. And then you go into those lines. And even if you're good at writing, they don't tell you you can be a writer. They tell you, oh, you can be a teacher in French or whatever. And so yeah I never thought that could be a job for me and so when I moved into my house I talked to so many people that had so many different stories that first of all it gave me a lot of inspiration to write so I was just doing that on the side and then like you said I met so many people who questioned my life in a nice way but they were like but why are you doing this why are you working with this? You don't really like it or you're not really like, um, you're not really expressing yourself in the way you want. Why don't you write if you like it so much? And I was like, well, that's not a job. And they're like, yes, it is. <laughs> Make it a job. And so it's taken me a long time because it's not easy. And I'm still not exactly where I want to be yet, but it's been three years and now I actually write for a living. And of course, I'm not writing always what I want. I mean, copywriting and content uh, creation is not always what I want to write, but it's such a step closer to what I want. And that is definitely thanks to the people I met in that house. Definitely. I would never have done it before. Um, yeah, before moving there. Because I, I was convinced that of, of one way. I was convinced that there was one way of doing things. And that I was only allowed this much. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. And now I feel like it's an interview about me. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Interesting also to hear about you because we, we share the same some same experiences. So mm. it's yeah, so that's what it, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just completely agree with you about uh, you think one way, you know, when you you you, li you live on your own, also you never left France or you never left your country but once you meet the fact of living abroad and living with other people so help me understanding no there are so many ways we can choose 
Mm-mm-mm. Sometimes we need people uh, remind us that. Mm. Yeah. And I think the good thing with co-living is that people are reminding you of this every day. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they are at your breakfast table. They are at your dinner table. <laughs> they are there <laughs> on the weekend. And uh, you can't just like meet a friend for a coffee once and then you have a conversation and then you can push mm-hmm. it away and go yeah. back into your way of doing things because they're always there being like, have yeah. you written that article yet? <laughs> have you applied <laughs> to this job yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, is there anything you think we should have dived into that we didn't yet? No, I think that we talked about the the most important part. <laughs> I think also this kind of conversation could go on and on. And I know. <laughs> it could take hours. So that's the problem with podcasts that I... What I love the most in doing this is the conversation. So the fact that we ask each other questions and find common uh, areas. <clears throat> Sorry. But um, yeah, what's some, one thing that I've learned is to try and keep them under an hour if possible, <laughs> if I want people <laughs> to actually listen to them. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's uh, awesome to get people from different countries. So I'm, I'm really glad that you you agreed to do this and got a, a, a little experience of the French uh, co-living landscape. And, uh, and there are actually so many co-livings in Asia. So I'm sure if you're ever, you, you mentioned you wanted to move to, to Korea next, uh, I'm sure you can find something similar there as well. Um, yes, I think that it developed uh, more and more now. And uh, yes. yeah, Mm-mm. it's really, really becoming a, Big. What, what really is important, is to, I feel like, is to find the one that is right for you, right? It's like, uh, there's so many different types, so many different types of communities. And uh, yeah, it's about finding the, the right type of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. the, the more you learn about your colleagues, about the others, the more you learn about you. So it's really... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome um yeah then if you feel like we've we've gone through a lot already then maybe i can ask you um my last question that i ask everyone Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, what makes a home for you Uh, i hope that uh, my next home will be with my boyfriend and uh uh, in france or somewhere else in the world it would Mm -hmm. be perfect Okay, so it, it would be a partner, yeah. but it doesn't matter where. No, it doesn't matter where. Mm. I'm used to uh, move, so... And actually, I have another question now. Do you, would you live with your partner in something similar as a co-living? Or do you feel like you would prefer to just live with your partner? Um, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I'm open to the option A or B. I will see. Amazing. Um, thank you so much, Axel. This was oh, thank you really so fun. No, it's and... really, it was so great to talk with you. You are, I'm, I can't wait to meet you in the real life. <laughs> Same. But, uh, I'm really, and it, you know, let's, uh, it's the opportunity to tell people how the concept of co-living is great because we, we could meet each other virtually for now, thanks to your sister who is a co-liver in the building I live. Yeah, so and that's, yeah, that's really important to say. Yes. 
how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make a lot of connections, and uh, that's mm. important now in this uh, new world we we begin. <laughs> Definitely. That was the humans inside the pods with Morgan O'Leary. Make sure to join our mailing list so you don't miss an episode. Link in our bio.